morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast where we discuss the pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 34. My name is Arun Kumar and I'm the driver and I'm here today with my co-host Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? Doing all right. Good morning, Arun. Good morning, listeners. Now, I wanted to start off today's podcast just briefly talking about a creatine update. Oh, gosh. We we talked about creatine, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. And it's about time that I inform the people on its results. So generally speaking, my weightlifting routine is some days I will opt more for the hypertrophy stuff and high rep, low weight type lifting. And other days I'm opting more for strength and I'll do low rep, high weight stuff. All I've noticed is maybe five to 10% better or bigger muscles, (laughs) but no change in strength, no change in recovery, no change in mental state. Um, And I've gained about three, four pounds that I, I, it does seem to be kind of a steady state for me now to be three, four pounds heavier. But no, I don't feel any different. Like my waistband's the same. My 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 abs are the same. Yeah. Looking. So so and this I think I touched on this when we talked about creatine. Do you think that's just because it's forcing you to retain water? Like, do you think your muscles are just retaining more water and why they they seem bigger? Because um, I know like that was one of the side effects that I was told about when that stuff was kind of coming right. into popularity. I don't think my workouts have changed, so it is something else about the creatine that is doing that, yeah. But it's not this super bloaty, you know, uncomfortable feeling. I don't feel like there's like a cycle that I'm going through with it or anything like that. It just feels like I'm, you know, maybe a little bit bigger and a little bit heavier, a couple pounds heavier. Okay. So, so that's, kind of positive, kind of not. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I bought it from First Form. It was, I think, $30 shipped from First Form. And it's 100 servings in a container from them. Holy cow. And it's a really small scoop, you know. So it's yeah. this tiny little bit of powder that you're putting. I put it into my post-workout shake. But, you know, whatever that is, 30 cents a serving 30 cents a day. Is it worth it? You know, I'm not seeing any real performance. Yeah. You're not getting absolutely jacked. You're not losing any weight. Yeah. So will I buy it again? Probably not in the same way. Actually, I stopped using pre-workout recently um, because again, first form, everything first for me, I was using project one, which is their, sort of bigger, more endurance focused pre-workout. They have another one called Megawatt. That's, that's like cocaine. I think, I don't know. I I used it once. I used it once. It, it did make me, it did have the effect of beta alanine, the, the sort of tingly itchy feeling that you get from some pre-workouts. My first pre-workout ever I took gave me the itchy tingly feeling. And that was was, the last time I took it. Oh really? Yeah. I I think (laughs) I, 
I think I took C4. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, and I hated it. I was like, mm. I'm done with this stuff. So I liked that feeling for a bit because it almost feels like you're trying to hulk out of your own skin. And But anyway, so I, I started taking Project 1, which it felt like a more sustainable energy type burst and I didn't crash afterwards and I didn't have that tingly feeling. And, you know, they do a good job of sort of informing you of what kind of side effects are going to come of it and all that. So I used it for a while and I did feel, especially right when I would get to the gym is when I would notice the benefit. You know, it's 4.40 in the morning. I've been awake for 40 minutes and I am not really awake yet. And all I've done is taken vitamins and brushed my teeth and like meditated and done my visualization and I'm and just kind of slowly moving to get the day started. And then I go to the gym. The drive to the gym, I'm often feeling kind of just like a bag of guts behind the wheel of the car, just trying to make it there. And then I get to the gym, get into the rhythm of it, listening to aggressive music and whatever else. And by the time I'm done, then I feel really energized and sharp in myself and, and ready to start the day. With Project One, it was more like, okay, I'm singing in the car on the way to the workout along with the music and just feeling a bit more energized going into it but it was 300 milligrams caffeine oh and that in and of itself is not so bad if that's all you're taking yeah but i like caffeine i do too I'm, I'm a fiend but i don't know if i ever have that much in my system <laughs> do you do you drink bang uh, no, I hate bang. Yeah, okay. I, I, it's not 300 milligrams. It's too, it's got too much of a fake flavor for me. Mm-hmm. I've only had bang once. I liked it because it had a ridiculous flavor. <laughs> yeah, I, I had heard for a while they were about to go out of business, though. I don't know if they, they still are, oh, but hmm. uh, apparently, me. apparently they violated some patent or copyright uh, that Monster held. Oh. Monster, Monster took them to court and was was winning. I don't know whatever happened hmm. to that lawsuit, but interesting. But yeah, they were in some trouble. Okay. Well, that'd be one reason to go out of business yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, my my go-to for caffeine is the the smallest can available of sugar-free Red Bull, and I have no <laughs> idea how many milligrams of caffeine is are in that, but that's my typical go-to. You, you, I would check next time. Yeah, I'm going to look next time I see one. Yeah. I got, so one of my clients, he saw me on a video call drinking what I drink for energy drinks, which is Jocko's Discipline Go. I want to try it. I need to find it's some. So it's really good. They're really good. Then they're really healthy, supposedly. And they're full of nootropics and help you with brain function. And I legitimately notice when I am not drinking it, that my vocabulary gets worse and my ability to form sentences quickly and think on my feed about what I want to say goes down. And that's really key when you're recording podcasts and on video calls with clients all day long is you, you want to be fast moving with your ability to speak. What are you looking up? I'm trying to see what the 8.4 ounce caffeine intake uh-huh. is, but it doesn't, doesn't say on Amazon. We can Google that. Oh, uh, 80 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's not so it's much. not not awful, but that's yeah, that's my typical go-to in the morning if uh, mm-hmm. I'm out of Mio. 
Is which it, I am now yeah. out of as okay. of today. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So for anybody out there, I've very much endorse Jocko Discipline Go Energy. Yeah, I'm gonna, also. I'm gonna have to get some for sure. So another topic. This actually isn't what I wanted to the other small top talk topic I mentioned to you before the podcast, but I, after this podcast recording, I'm going to be contacting an attorney. You mentioned suing, <gasps> suing oh, people. Oh no. So it's not me getting sued. That's good. The, it, I posted an Instagram story about this already, but I bought that 1999 Suburban from a dealership. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, in part of the negotiation, they said, we are selling this at the price we bought it for, which is already, you know, I don't know if I agree with that or believe him necessarily. But then he said, yeah, I cannot go below this price. Okay, well, so I'll pay you exactly that much and you'll t- and I, I can have it. And he's like, well, no, we need to add sales tax and fees and all that to it as well. And I said, nope, make it your advertised price. That apparently is what you bought it for. Give me that out the door. You pay for sales tax and fees. And he said, I can make that work. Bit of a sketchy word choice. I can make that work. Yeah. But I clarified and made sure this was a key point for me was I've had so many title issues. I just want to get the title in the mail on this thing. You know, I don't want to deal with chasing people down or incorrect paperwork, whatever it is. This is on you. So bought it at the end of April. It's now the middle of June. And last week, they sent me the completed title transfer paperwork and bill of sale that we filled out on the day I bought it. And so I called them immediately and said, hey, this is not what you owed me. You owed me a title. You should have filed this paperwork the day I bought it. Why am I just receiving this? And why am I receiving it? at all. I shouldn't be. Not only did you tell me the DMV is backed up, that's why you haven't gotten your title yet, but now you're trying to push push the fees and the sales tax onto me. You're not doing that. Right. And now this is in addition to, I'll out myself for doing terrible diligence when I went and looked at this thing. It had a blown head gasket when I oh. bought it. Yeah. So... What I thought was just a coolant overflow tank that at the time was at the minimum level. It turns out it was actually bone dry. Okay. And so then I put coolant in it after I bought it, immediately misfire white smoke out the back. And it was holding temperature according to the gauge when I test drove it. Yeah. But you could see coolant spraying out from the head. Yeah, there was probably bare minimum in there just to hit the sensor. Right. Yeah. And so um, that was a major issue that they did not disclose. They probably should have known, you know, major coolant leak in addition to blown head gasket. Okay, I, I have to ask, was this a like a name branded dealership or is this like no. one of those is just no. like a mom and pop shop? This is beyond that. They they had a little back room office with like four parking spaces out front. Okay. And they were selling $5,000 or less. And why were you buying this? Because what? I was expecting a kid and I wanted uh, a uh, okay. kid hauler. All right. 
that was well, cheap and destructible yeah. and easy to clean and safe and comfortable and just spacious and all okay. the things. I and my neighbor has one, so I know it's it has that sort of aura for me. And it's just kind of a, a staple vehicle. You know, it's a 1999 OBS Chevy, big, big body, luxurious Suburban. Yeah. It had leather seats, it had a VCR with a screen. This thing was decked out. <laughs> I still have it. It's still parked out front, but I haven't driven it in like a month. More than did a month. Those, did those come with LSs? I can't, can't remember. It's a it's a 350 LP. Vortec. Oh, oh, it's a Vortec. Oh, that's right. It's it's fine. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a small block. Yeah. Basically. I forgot those were Vortecs. Yeah, but you can get a 454 in it. Yeah, you should get so, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you should probably just fix the head gasket. It can't be that hard. Well, I, do you fix the head gasket or you just get a new head? I get a new motor. It's about the same price. If it's the same price now, four fifty as a four fifty four, okay. I, no, 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 three fifty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like a remanufactured three fifty. Yeah, they're, they're cheap. They're really cheap. Anyways, I'm gonna sue the hell out of that dealership. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'd be annoyed with that, oh. but I'd be interested to see if that's winnable or if what's in the contract paperwork you signed. That'd be curious. Yeah, see so we'll see. For you. And and also, it is totally a matter of principle this is not about the money this thing was freaking cheap and yeah. if they're trying to stick me with the sales tax and fees i was willing to let them slide on the the issues with the truck itself because i really should have known yeah but that plus sticking me with something that they explicitly agreed to handle for me for let's be honest it's like 200 dollars we're talking about here yeah but on principle they lied to my face and I'm not going to let that stand when I know I have a leg to, st- I believe I have a leg to stand on Yeah, here legally. So we're going to go for it because I want them to lose their dealer license. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't <laughs> wait to hear the updates on this one. Well, update might be next week when I say, oh, the attorney advised me not to. <laughs> yeah. <all right. laughs> Just the, take- the attorney's probably going to be like, you're not going to get shit from him. Yeah. Take the L <laughs> and move on. Yeah. Which Very is, possible. That's, that's fine. Uh, yeah, no, I don't want that to happen on principle. But if you it know does, what? I have an idea. Okay. I have an idea. I think that you should just apply to be on the Judge Judy show and uh, just take it there. <laughs> I think you'll, I think you'll win in her court. Uh, I don't know. I've never even watched that show except, you know, when it's on at the gym with subtitles on. <laughs> it just looks so painful. Uh I'll go. I'll go. I'll, I'll go just to be a character witness for you. A character witness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, so okay. Here's the last topic. But for, before we get into it, I do want to mention something to the listeners who are probably still here. This has been entertaining so far. I think we have very sporadic listening statistics. And I just want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast because we get some episodes that have 10 listens and some that have 25 and some that I think one has 60, which is great. Dang. But let's get some consistency here, folks. And if you subscribe, then you will not only help us 
spread the word to more people with that sort of base listenership. But you will get the updates when we upload. And I've had difficulty in the past with certain podcasts that basically kick me off of the subscription every time they upload. And I don't know why that happens. But nevertheless, it, it can happen. And I don't want that to be happening to our subscribers. So please check. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're uh, able to see this in your feed, whether Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just make sure you, you're, you're getting all the updates and you, you listen along. That's weird. I've never had a podcast kick me off the subscription. Yeah, but I'm on one, I'm on Spotify, so mm. I don't know. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's an Apple Podcast thing. Okay, Dan. Yes. What are the most important pieces of equipment on your daily driver that you value in terms of? making your driving experience better oh you ready for this one mm. air conditioning okay that that was one of the ones i was expecting to hear <laughs> oh here in nebraska when it gets humid as hell in august late <laughs> july or early august oh my god two by 55 does not work what is that like windows down 55 miles an hour. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, does not. It does not help. It's, in a, the it's a hair slightest. dryer. Yeah, pretty much. And, and man, you have to have it here. You can get away in the cold. You just bundle up. You know, I've, I've done that without heat. But uh, oh, dude, the humidity is just brutal. <laughs> right. Brutal. I don't even have air conditioning in my house. And the whole time I daily drove my U46 race car without air conditioning. That sucked, actually. But it's not that humid out here. When when I drove the Mustang, uh, I mean, it was always off. I never had it on. Hmm. But uh, yeah, man, if I'm daily driving, I have to have it. I have to. Actually, in high school, I never, ever once turned on my AC in my Passat. I just remembered that. I wish I could live in a climate where I could just do that. (laughs) Yeah, West Coast. That's how we do it out here. You really don't need it. Even if you live in LA, you can get away without it. I think. Maybe not Death Valley. Yeah, LA is still hot though. Yeah. Okay, so I'm asking about that because I realized one of mine that fits into this category this week is how clean your windshield is. Oh, yeah. Because I had a ton of bugs on my M3 windshield and I, I don't like doing this, but I stopped and got gas. I don't like doing that. But I also don't like cleaning the windshield with the gas station squeegee things. Oh, yeah. I, I refuse. Okay. So I did not refuse and I did it because I needed the scrubbing power because the bugs had been on there for a little bit. Yep. But I don't, I, I don't drive that car very much. You know, it comes out two, three times a week at most. But sometimes it'll I'll take it for a couple hundred miles in a day for fun or to run a million errands all over the place. But for the most part, it's half an hour, twice a week. It's about all it gets used. And so I took it out, got gas, cleaned the windshield. And I was amazed. I didn't realize how bad it was. (laughs) (laughs) I know how bad mine is right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't think, you know, 
is actually a very nice piece of the experience to have a clean, clear windshield. It is. Yeah. It rained a few days ago here and, uh, Smudge fest. No, I am notorious for never using the windshield wipers. Never. Hmm. Like even when it's downpour raining, I'm notorious for never turning them on just because I I hate the way it looks afterwards with all the spots. And like if Heather's in the car, it drives her insane. She's like, how do you see? Yeah, she's like, how do you see? I'm like, I can see. I got this. Like, we're good. So unless like it's like monsoon rain, I will never do it ever. So like right now there's water spots on it all over the place because I do to clean it. Do you do you have like glass parency or rain X or anything like that? Uh, there's, there's something on my windshield that some detailer applied and it just flies right off. I yeah. don't know which one did it, but That's there's some sort of ceramic coating on it. Yeah, I put that on Evelyn's old car, the wagon that that had really nice. She she highly values yeah transparency (laughs) you know that that started with the mustang you know because i i refuse to you know use windshield washer fluid because i always left like really bad stains on the paint because it was white Mm. so i'm like i'm 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 not gonna do it so (laughs) so it started there you're a little more picky than me with this stuff it sounds like uh there yeah there's some things about uh when i clean a car it will remain to that state until I have to clean it again. <laughs> so like a- I don't use, don't use windshield washer fluid. Won't, won't go out there and quick detail it. Like mm-hmm. it gets a full wash. That's my problem right now. I cleaned the M3 and then I drove it once and all those bugs happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my front bumper, I mean, this is why I'm very grateful to have PPF all over the car mm-hmm. because I know PPF will, it'll deteriorate. Sure. But leaving the bugs on there for, two weeks or three weeks and then getting around to doing the quick detail on the front bumper. Fine. I should wash the whole car probably at this point anyways, but that's not low priority. Yeah, for me. I, I mean, when, when we saw each other the, uh, after you left, I, when I drove downstate to see my parents, I literally put a bunch of bug remover on the clear bra and let mm-hmm. it sit for a few minutes and then we just wiped it off. That's all I did. Yeah, it works. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, I mean, that's all you need. Anyways, today's today's topic. I made a short form version of this as a quick hit podcast, and I today recorded a TikTok on a car I don't own to a similar effect. And this is talking about how we can use cars to motivate ourselves. Specifically today, I want to talk about for for the two of us, you know, we're in the in the groove of talking about our own ownership experiences with cars and things of that nature. This is just going to be about which cars, what are the cars you want in your fleet and how what is your plan for acquiring them? So it's two steps because we can talk about dream cars all day long. That's, you know, you do that as a kid. That's fine. We're here listening to we are driven or, you know, you're, you're practicing the driven mindset. You want to actually achieve the things you dream about. You don't just want to sit there and fantasize all day long and then go back to your normal life. You know, we're trying to bridge that gap. So to that end, I thought a good exercise for this podcast would be structuring this for, for Dan's fleet. 
and I can put in mine. Oh as goodness! Well. <laughs> oh goodness! He, so here's, <laughs> see, here's the problem. I know what I want, but I have no plans to expand the fleet anytime soon. But I do know what I want for the future. Well, <laughs> so. And we so so there's there's points to that that we can discuss because I'm sure you're not alone. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's no quote unquote no plans to expand the fleet anytime soon. Yeah, not in the next year for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we don't need to be talking about a year or whatever. <laughs> but why? Why is that? Oh, that's just because uh, I would like to have my, all of my cars in some form of a covered garage. Which involves moving? Moving, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you have a two-car garage. Yeah, very small two-car garage. So is there an alternative to getting extra storage somewhere else? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I could. I understand, you know, for a yeah. number of reasons, that's probably not worth it. Yeah. Just because that, you want to problem. enjoy the car. And if it's somewhere else. Right. I had always considered that with the Mustang of storing it in a, in a storage unit. But I was like, well, I already don't drive it now. I <laughs> really won't drive it if I move it somewhere else. Right. Did you have two cars then at some point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I When I had um, the 16 i had a 94 ranger at one point oh that's right and i had uh i also had a 2006 escape oh all of those at the same time <laughs> uh no i had the escape just before the ranger the the escape never worked out it just it didn't run right it it didn't like to start i'm pretty sure it's some sort of parasitic draw mm. it just it was just i don't know why i bought it uh it was just one of those things um and then uh i had my f-150 my 18 f-150 which that so was a great wait, truck you had, an, you had an f-150 an escape not the ranger at the same time as the escape and then yeah the mustang yeah yeah so, so i got so i bought the huh. soon as i found out that heather was pregnant uh i was like okay uh can't have a ranger and a Mustang anymore. Uh, <laughs> so I went and I leased an F-150 literally that week. And uh, then had a F-150 Ranger and the Mustang for uh, about 45 days. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I off the Ranger and I, I, I still hate myself for it because I really love that truck. Mm. I miss it. Was that hopefully, one the boxy one? Or dead. Round one? Um, it was a little rounded. Okay. It wasn't like yeah. super round, like the early or late in nineties, early two yeah, thousands. Yeah. But yeah, those early, I watched whistling diesels. Oh, five Ranger video yesterday. Those are so nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a good little truck. You know, it was a XLT extended cab, uh, five speed. <laughs> and, right. uh, it right. leaked a oil every month. And, Oof. uh, that's all I did for oil changes. I just let it leak. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun truck. It was nothing <laughs> wrong with it, uh, other than it didn't have heat. It didn't have AC. Uh, but man, it drove in the snow. It's four wheel drive. Yeah, the thing yeah. was awesome. All right, all right. Count it, I guess maybe. But yeah, <laughs> it, it was a. It was definitely um, my F one fifty did fit in the garage, but not well. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up taking hail damage uh with it because it i didn't have it covered and that was my one of my big points of why i downsized when i got rid of the mustang was i'm gonna get rid of two and then have the space in the driveway also not have to worry about hail 
So that that's where my spatial issues come from. Yeah, hail is a big one out there for you guys. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any this year because it hasn't rained, but uh, at least not rained much. So, but uh, yeah, that's where all that spawned from. Of I'm tired of dealing with weather and navigating in and out of my driveway. And now you have a good all arounder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it gets around in the snow. It's you know decently quick for what it is and comfortable and i space for four and yeah yeah yeah. and i do miss my f-150 that was a really nice truck it it, the space was nice it hauled yep you know yep never had any issues with it so on the opposite end of the spectrum me and my fleet I'll, i'll start with evelyn's car she has a 2023 tesla model 3 and it is our get around the city beater, basically <laughs> brand new Tesla, but it is uh, the the car that runs errands around town. And that is what electric vehicles are good at, frankly, but that's about all they're good at. Um, I mean, that's really what they were initially built for. Yeah. So, so she works a little bit of a distance from where we live and it takes her, I think it's about 30, 35 miles to get her to work, but her range used on that drive is 50 miles easily. So our range is indicated 267, which means it'll actually go about what? Like 180 is probably a safe range. Yeah. So three trips to and from work and she's out of battery. And she will charge at home only and we don't have any sort of fast charger or anything like that. So it's just a five mile per hour charging rate. Oh, from the outlet. Yeah. So you're, so you're just hooking into like a normal, like 110 outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Insufficient. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't. That's a whole nother topic I'm not diving into. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it's good for the, the run around city stuff. For yeah, sure. for sure. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, I'll just go in order of age. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> actually, to really go in order of age, I have a 2021 Patriot car hauler, open deck, 18 foot trailer. <laughs> I bought it new. It was too expensive for how low quality it is but it works and it it that's about all you need to know about it it's a trailer metal deck car trailer then the thing that pulls that around is my 2015 f250 power stroke lariat ultimate came with nice 20 inch big wide boy uh wheels and mud tires and <laughs> i think they're 37s 36s 37s 37 sounds right and I've never taken them off. <laughs> I've driven that thing 26,000 miles um, in a year and three, four Holy months cow. of ownership. Wow. It's been to, out to Montana. It's been up to Seattle four times, soon to be five times later this month, and uh, it has towed, I think, every other car I own at some point, except for the Tesla. 
<laughs> if you're telling that you're having a bad day it's yeah <laughs> if it had a flat tire i could understand yeah yeah that's a bad day though anyways it's a great truck great truck i have put on a extended fuel extended fuel tank extended range fuel tank 50 gallons needs baffling so it can really only use 35 before it'll uh starve the fuel pump which sucks mm-hmm. literally and I have a fast pump and filtration kit, whatever it is that Jake sold me. Jake from fast. Jake from (laughs) fast, the man. And then what do I have in addition to that? Oh, the um, Morimoto hybrid LED headlights that are really nice. I think the 2012 to 2016 Super Duty headlights are trash stock. Yeah, they don't look good. So I got these and it it makes the whole front end look way meaner. And then Daniel, you'll like this. I from Did you just Colby, call me the name my mother gave me? <laughs> Dan? Yeah. No, Daniel. Did you just use my full name? No, I said Dan. I said Dan, uh, you will. Oh, I thought, oh, my bad. I misheard you. I'm like, did you just use my full name? I mean, I, that's my middle name. So that's what it works. <laughs> Sorry, um, my bad. <laughs> I don't, you don't shorten your middle name. So I'm always a ruined Daniel, I guess. Uh, so I went to Colby slash Evan mm-hmm. and they hooked me up with their uh, black gloss black overlay for the front grill. It's a big hope- one. Oh yeah, it was that's, that's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then I think that's all. I I had to lift the rear end because it was squatted when I got it. That was no good. Nice. <laughs> Bought one of those. Yeah, so it's a like a four inch lift front and rear or five in the rear. It's it's very level. I've I've got super springs in the back, so that helps with that. Um. Anyways, I'll speed this up because we're not talking about me. M- <laughs> M3 daily, 09, S65, best sounding motor in the world, in my opinion, one of them. Super comfortable, modded, slammed to the ground, nice wheels, very tinted, fresh paint job, PPF, ceramic coating. Um, then we have all the projects on my track car, 01 E46 330Ci, getting an S54 soon, hopefully. Shouldn't say that out loud yet, but yeah, probably <laughs> getting an S64, S54, M3, E46, M3 motor soon. Currently blown head gasket. Suburban, currently blown head gasket. Um, hopefully getting bought back by the dealer or I'll just get recompensated for it in some way, or at least they'll lose their license. That's all I really care about. <laughs> and then the last one is the 2002 Passat W8 that I have actually never driven. And I've owned it for two months because it needs just a few little things. And I'm just kind of waiting to work on it because I don't want to open that can of worms mm-hmm. quite yet, especially because I don't have a title. Yeah. So I really do not want to open that can of worms. Good old Volkswagen for making it difficult too. everything's engine out. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I love that car. Another very, very good sounding engine. Yep. And my first car. They are. They are good looking cars. Yeah, but yeah, okay, so all that to say, I have three cars that my family really uses. I have a trailer that I use. 
I have two cars that are sitting and then one race car that is waiting for parts. And I have space in, I live in California, so no hail, no tornadoes. Sun is, you know, a minimal risk. You know, it's a risk over two decades. It's not a risk over a year. Yeah, it's not like sitting um, down in Texas where it's going to get beat on yeah, by the sun. Right. Especially where I live near the water, it's decently cloudy until middle of the day or so. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I got plenty of space to just kind of chuck cars on the street. As long as they're registered, you can do that for as long as you need. And I'll, I'll move them around occasionally. But I live in a pretty, you know, quiet neighborhood and there's pretty tons of open street parking. So I'm not pissing off the neighbors or anything like that. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of the extent I'm, I would consider myself fairly on the way with my fleet. You know, I've got three cars that technically don't work out of six cars, which is not great. (laughs) All of them have plans for improvement and they're all sort of the beginner level of what I want them to be, but that's what stage I'm at in life. But I I think the point is, is five years ago when I got the E46, I had a bunch of savings and I was looking at it like, what am I doing with this savings? Like, what am I actually so stressed out about money for? And I'm just so stressed out and all I do is work. And this isn't what I want to do because work can be dissatisfying. And if this is all I'm tying myself to, is that really what I want to do? No. And so I moved out of San Francisco. I stopped paying $300 a month for valet parking for my leased infinity. And I got a project car and I could park it in the driveway. And that completely changed my outlook on life as far as hobbies. And the fact that I have dove so deep into the automotive world now from then I mean, I love it. Like I couldn't even drive manual at that point. I taught myself (laughs) manual in the car that I owned. That was huge. I taught myself how to change oil, change tires, all that stuff with that car. And it it was, it's very worth it. I would say, you know, that that's a hobby that I dreamt about as a kid and just never did anything with it. And then I stopped making excuses. I made a plan, bought the damn car and got to work. And here we are five years later and it's going to (laughs) be on its second engine, fully caged race car. You know, that thing is, is a beast. And is a big factor in why I am where I am in my life today. So I'm very grateful for that car. And that's why I think this exercise of, of planning a fleet or a project car setup is really valuable. And I think, you know, we've talked about addressing the excuses of not getting a project car in the past. And so I know you kind of already know the answers to a lot of those things, Mm-hmm. But outside of those excuses, there's still the plan that you can put in place for down the road for allocating the budget, for having the space when you have whenever that time comes, but also knowing what you want to buy and not getting caught up in analysis paralysis, not just saying, well, I don't know, you know, I'm taking a big risk buying this car and just diving in and doing it. And that I think is really part of the fun is you, you kind of have to problem solve along the way you mitigate risk through your purchase price and you just go from there and insurance obviously. But those are the ways that you make the most of, of 
loving the car hobby. And I know at some point you do have plans to buy more cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Heather will be ecstatic every time I do, I'm sure. But uh, yes, you're serious, right? Uh, no. <laughs> she's gonna be like what are you doing <laughs> what you love that's all yeah, there is like, to i it. gotta build a car for hadley hello come on <laughs> this is practical yeah this isn't for me it's for her <laughs> five and <laughs> i have 13 years to, or uh, yeah i got 11 years to build years it. to let this thing sit <laughs> no 11 years to build it into yeah. the best possible yeah, yeah, thing right. ever yeah okay so do you have any ideas for what else you want to add to the fleet? Oh, yeah, I want um, definitely want to put another truck in the fleet. Um, okay. This go around, I'd probably go with a 250 or a, or a 350. Mostly because I'm tired. I was I was tired of driving the race car to the track. I'd rather tow it. Yeah, um, just because I broke it too many times um, and didn't have a trailer available Ooh. to me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, after the f- the the first time I broke the trans, I took a trailer everywhere. After that, and you would just rent? Or... No, uh, the shop I was working at had a okay. uh, had a tilt deck, and nice. uh, I, I would just throw that uh, with a winch on it. So I would just throw that on the F one fifty, and throw the Mustang on the trailer, and we towed around. It mm-hmm. was it was, you know, for a little two seven eco boost it towed the mustang okay you know four thousand pound mustang it, it didn't do too bad two seven yeah i was impressed with it not even the three five nah dude i just bought the first thing i liked i didn't really care but that, that <laughs> it was like towing wasn't even like on the mind hmm. so um so yeah i'd like something a little bit bigger that way i can can tow a trailer whether it's an open or closed trailer um just uh just to have that around uh, I always, I've always wanted a diesel, just never really actually dove into that process of right. getting one I like. I know I'll end up with a Ford, um, but uh, yeah, that, that'd be next for sure. Okay. So then criteria, how new do you need it to be? Uh, within the last 10. Okay. Why yeah. is that? I, well... One, I really don't need anything crazy new, especially with how they're priced now. Yep. Uh, like brand new, you're insane. Like for what you want out of it, it's going to cost you six figures. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just I don't think any vehicle right now to me is worth that. Um, You know, especially a, a diesel truck, because if if I was using it for work every day, um you know, towing stuff for work. Okay. I could make that justification. Um, but for it just to be driven around and occasionally tow a car to the racetrack, like I just couldn't fathom it. Um, and I say within the last 10, because anything older than 10, then you have to worry about certain maintenance things and making sure that whoever owned it prior didn't beat the crap out of it and and didn't maintain it. So, um, at least within 10 years, it's still new ish. Um, where you may not have those problems maybe low enough mileage um, and price is still probably going to be high on a diesel, but not that high. Even though I'd really love a nineties F two fifty, because they're beautiful. 
those OBSs. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're really cheap out here. Yeah. They're, they're and they're getting cheaper too, which is funny that they are because they're such a beautiful truck. I saw a uh, 7.3 Power Stroke 98, 97 mm-hmm. F350 Dually. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. It had 220,000 miles on it or something yeah, like that. Yeah. The guy wanted, I think it was nine grand. Okay. You know, for a clean, it looked fairly clean. You know, it was Facebook marketplace photos, but sure. Not too bad. Yeah. My, my dad had a late nineties F two fifty. It was white. Beautiful truck. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So those are your criteria. And you, but if it's a, if it's going to be a, you know, three quarter ton truck, are you really going to put it in the garage or cover it in some way? Um, I'm hoping by the point that I'll actually need it or want it, um, that I'm in a different house that has the specific garage space I'm looking for. Um, funny <laughs> enough, I, I'll, yeah, I'll hear, um, a lot of these new builds that are, you know, decently priced, um, they're designing their garage space specifically for that taller ceilings, wider. Um, really? Yeah, it, it's dude. It's hmm. really weird how they're building houses out here. Um, I just looked at a house uh, the other day that my coworker uh, keyed me in on it. In the garage, do- one garage door was definitely taller than the rest of them, hmm. just specifically for a truck. Uh, my detailer, his garage is the same way. It's it's really really strange. My my in laws, uh, his ceiling's so tall. He's got a winch in the ceiling for uh, uh, to take off like jeep tops. That's interesting. Yeah. So it it's really weird how they're building houses. So I would expect by the time I would need one, I'd have the space in, in the room for it, whether I lifted it or kept it stock, whatever. So. Hmm. Okay. So that's, that's part of your criteria. And then those things may or may not happen within a short amount of time of each other. You're right. getting the house and getting the truck. Cause it would help with moving. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> it, it, it would That'd be my argument to my wife, mm-hmm. uh, but she's going to tell me, no, we're getting the house first. So she, she's, she's dead set on, she wants to move bad. Okay. So, which is that's a, first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you've got a bit of order of operations and mm-hmm. then the other pieces to this would be, yeah, like budget, how much time you're, you're going to be not how much time actually more important than time would just be, do you have the opportunity to get the value out of it? Right. I would argue right at this particular moment where I work from home every single day and I don't actually tow very much because my race car is broken that my truck is so unnecessary. Yeah. Completely unnecessary. But if I were working somewhere else where I did need to tow or I did need to haul stuff, which when I bought it was the case because I owned a shop and will be the case again soon because of reasons we're not yet talking about, it would be completely necessary to have the truck and I would use it all the time. That's why it has 26,000 miles on it. 
just because right now it's sitting under a tree getting covered in pollen and the trailer, you know, I'm pretty sure like the GPS tracker I have mounted on it is dead and, you know, a bunch right. of stuff that's kind of irresponsible with it. It's okay because it's lying dormant in wait. <laughs> <laughs> but that's always the the thing to think about when you're when you're getting a, a tow tow vehicle, especially because I think for a lot of us car people you want a tow rig just because of those one or two instances where you really, really need it. Yeah. And, and I, I would have to look up this statistic, but I know it's out there uh, that the good majority of trucks being sold today are unnecessary purchases. <laughs> like they, people just buy them because they like them. They, they like to be able to throw stuff in the bed a couple times a year, but they're not, right. They're not using these trucks for what they were purposed for. Yeah. You know, you're talking about suburban dad who just wants to throw his golf clubs in the bed because he can <laughs> like that, that happens and it's a high yeah. percentage. And like, I don't want to fall into that boat too of having this big ass truck and not use it for what I, I bought it for the last, the last time I used my truck, I went to the movies. Yeah. See, <laughs> there you go. You know? Yeah. I want to be able to use it as a tool. I, my F-150 was was great because it was big and did snow stuff. And for a new baby, it was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I towed a couple times a year when that was it. Right. Like, it, I definitely didn't use that thing for what it was purposed for. But you're saying this would be your first additional yeah. purchase. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what comes after that? I you think know, I know the answer. This has been really tough because... I'm very much a squirrel when it comes to uh, what car I want next. And uh, the attention span is uh, is not there. Uh, I still really want to borrow swap something. I just, <laughs> I just want to do it. And I don't know what platform I'm going to put it in or what chassis at least. Um, I know where to get the motor. I know where to get the parts. I just don't know what I want to put it in. It changes all the damn time. Like yesterday, I saw, driving down the street, and there's a probe. And I'm like, man, a Barra and a Ford probe would be sweet. Were those rear-wheel drive? Uh, I, you know, I don't think so. I think they might have been front-wheel drive. Uh, okay. But I, know, I mean, I figured out a fabricated <laughs> rear-wheel, but I'm like, man, that would be cool. But yeah, the, yeah. the, the Baraswap <laughs> bar swap project something is what I would put into the fleet um, as like a project, something to work on, something that's different. Um, yeah, I just don't I, I haven't decided on the chassis. I think it's going to be one of those things of it's going to be something I find on a whim and that's what it's going to be when the right thing comes across. Yeah, like right moment, right time. Uh Something that's just weird enough. I got an idea. All right, let's hear it. A 90s Camry station wagon. Do you know how expensive those are clean? I've do looked you at need, them. Do you need a clean one? I mean, something that's obviously not rusting off the frame. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I think I'd do a different motor for it, though. Not a Barra? No, 
I think TJ. That, I think that actually deserves it, TJ, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, man. I know it's been done. I, I know it's been done. Uh, but I think it would probably deserve a TJ. The rear-facing seats in the trunk. Yes. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. You know what? No. no I, I would, Ford made them. I would, I would get one. Ford made... Yeah, they they had some station wagons with some rear, oh, rear okay. seats. Station yeah. wagons and the yeah. Taurus, right? Yeah, the Taurus. Or, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, the round round nose Taurus. You. Okay, so that would call, be get a silver one and call it a silver bullet. It's, okay, that, that's <laughs> all. I don't have any comment on that. So, so, so this third purchase is a project and it is one that you'd work on yourself um i would say for the most part yes um you know there's obviously like i'm not a mechanic not an engineer uh, i'm not a fabricator uh so there are some things that i would definitely have to employ some help from some friends that I've made over the years of saying, Hey, um, how do we weld this here? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I definitely think I, I would definitely do all the parts acquiring, uh, you know, the assistance from the professionals that may or may not have done it or have some knowledge of doing it. Um, and then like some of the more technical things as far as, you know, making sure everything fits and drives. Um, I'm also not an engine tuner, so probably would need one of those on hand. Um, so, um, luckily I, I'm connected enough and know people that are able right. to do those things. Okay. So it would be probably a longer term time. Horizon yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sending it to a local shop to be done. It's not, I'm not going to spend that money. I, I would rather turn the wrench myself, yeah. you know, with a buddy in the garage. Yeah. And it's, that just sounds more like fun than any other use for it. But yeah. And, and I like going to the track and doing events and saying, yeah, I, I turned the wrenches on this thing. Right. right I didn't right. take it to a speed shop and they built it for me. So I think you just answered the last question, which is usage intended use would be racing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would definitely, I think it would be intended racing, drag racing specific. And then, um, it would be show quality. It'd be something different enough that I would want to enter into a show. But you do. So, you know, the saying because race car and usually that means it's ruined in some way. Uh, yeah, it would be ruined to somebody's eyes, but not but everyone's. Show quality. But yeah, there, there's some show quality things to it. Like there are some things I've seen at shows. I'm like, why is this here? I don't I don't quite get it, but it would be nice enough. To where like I could show off the paint or whatever was on it. Um, the interior would be done correctly. It's not some ratted mess with no dash, no <laughs> wires hanging out of the bottom of the dash. Like it would be buttoned up the way it should be. Same mm-hmm. thing as the engine bay. You know, it's not like this mess of a of a car. Like I want it to be nice as well as functional. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's my opinion. I I would do it right. I would spend the money and the time to make it look nice. Okay. Well said. Well said. I think for me, it's, it's, if I did that, if I, my M3 is show quality, 
you know, fresh paint job, full PPF. Mm -hmm. But, and I use it as a daily and like the interior has some, you know, buttons falling off trim that's not attached where it should be. But on the XT, I could park that at any car show and people would be like, damn, that's clean. Yeah, there's, there are groups of people that will obviously appreciate what you have done. Right. Uh, and then, then, of course, then you'll have the the conservative people that are like, why did you do this to this BMW? <laughs> like, this thing was the ultimate driving machine as it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. But so then looking at my race car, my race car is kind of beat up and I don't want it to have a dash because that dash is just seen so much crap <laughs> in its life. You know, I drove that car once to LA for a client meeting. And when I drove it back, it gave me the worst allergies I've ever had because the cabin air filter Mm -hmm. was black. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, you know, for me, that was kind of the lasting memory. That was the last time the blower motor ever worked in 2021. (laughs) And I don't want to go through that again. So I would think that... I need to take that dash out and just get rid of it because all I need is just some, you know, a screen really, or just a gauge cluster. And I already, you know, the the carpet is half cut out. It just needs to be fully cut out. And then it it will be just the metal tub that it's really intended to be at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, cars do look cool without the dashboards though. Yeah. Especially with, especially with you know, really simple steering rack. That's you what know. I was gonna. Say. I don't think the BMW has a very yeah yeah you, you have cool looking. You have to have a re- <laughs> like a legit race car steering rack. It's literally just like a bar that goes straight yeah, through yeah, the floorboard. Yeah. Like yeah. like you can't have like what would be the missing of like this giant wide <laughs> like steering rack. Like where that's, a, that's fully adjustable and <laughs> telescoping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah, that doesn't look right without the trim for sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So we've, we've covered a couple cars here and the, the time horizon isn't necessarily known, but basically the point here is you, you figure out how you're going to earn the money to make these things happen. And you figure out how to create circumstances where it makes sense to have these things happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, those circumstances yeah, for most of us, it's, it's a stretch to justify those things. It's, you know, I need this fifth car because I'm having a kid soon, or I need to buy <laughs> this Passat W8 that I really don't have the space or the time or the money to invest in right now. And so it is just sitting but because it was a field find, it was super cheap. It has an interesting story. It is just, it was a good opportunity for me at the time. And I like that. Like I right. like that I have it now. Is it perfect? No. Is it going to be the one that I have forever as a, as a Passat nostalgia thing for me to have a W8 nostalgia car? Probably not. But is it a good project for the near future? Yeah. And it was super cheap, so my risk is low. Shoot, I'd keep that just because we both know that the production numbers were low. Yeah, but I've seen there was a black six-speed with 50,000 miles less than mine has for sale for seven grand. And I was like, damn, you know, I sold my automatic for with 80,000, no, 90,000 miles on it. This one had like 130,000, but that one had 90,000 miles on my automatic for 
six grand. Six, oh, man. 6,400 <laughs> or something like that. And yeah. I was like, oh, they're, they're getting a little more valuable. Yep. And people, people see them for what they are. And it's a six speed and I want it. Because I blew up the trans in mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. So point being, we didn't really get into all the details today. Of course, respecting Dan's income, <laughs> privacy, and all those kind of things. It's just a matter of making it happen. And if you want to hear more about like the financial side of it, because that's a big piece of it, I think we'll cover more on on the personal finance angle of of car ownership and cars being a hobby in your life in the future. Because it's a big, big piece of the puzzle that you have to get the money right on it. And and we're yeah. not here to advocate you be irresponsible with your money. Yeah. And I, it's very easy to be irresponsible with a, oh, with yeah. a car. Um, <laughs> and I've seen it ruin people. Um, and, and that could, that's probably a whole podcast episode in itself. How not to go bankrupt. Yeah. Cause I, mean, I, I would say there were portions of my life where I fell into that hole and could give examples. Yep. Same. Absolutely. And one of them was unintentional. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's usually how it goes. So uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I'm not advocating for anybody to just dive down this hole and have zero idea how to budget for it. Cause right. uh, it's, it's a very expensive hobby. Yeah. But we love cars and we're, we're never going to stop making the money work to, yeah, to get that's into true. it. And that, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to learn more, or get more hands-on, in-depth education from us individually on your car ownership experience and how to budget for it. Dan, do you have any solutions for people to make that happen? Yeah, we are sponsored by We Are Driven, our motivational brand behind this podcast. Um, We have a few ways you can help yourself with motivation and your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and your passion. Uh, In a really nice case, we're cars, but it could be anything for you guys. Um, we are a free Discord server uh, where Arun gets up super early and sends a very lovely motivational message that you can read and get you pumped for the day. Um, we are online at Instagram, wearedriven.co, YouTube, TikTok, um, pretty much any social media. You'll, you can find We Are Driven or Arun posting about it. Um, you know, we have top level coaching, accountability, uh, private Discord group um, called the Driven Network. It is subscription based. Uh, um, you can get on a call, you know, once a week and go through your wins and losses for the week. Talk about your goals. Arun will have a lecture about something that he finds motivational or, you know, be a solution to a problem. Uh, you know, and then in the network discord group, you know, you can communicate with the other members and ask them questions and see if they have experience with something you're having a problem with and kind of make it like a hive mind kind of group where, you know, you guys can figure things out together. Um, you can represent your drive with our apparel. You know, we got t-shirts, hats, um, uh, Arun's, you know, I know thinking about coming out with some new stuff soon with some new logos. Uh, can't wait to see it. That That's at uh, wearedriven.co. And uh, Arun, where where can our listeners find you? At my house. But at also, house. got it. But also, <laughs> because as I mentioned, I work from home and I never go anywhere. But from my house, I am posting onto the internet. And as Dan mentioned, uh, Instagram and TikTok are are the main platforms where I, I'm on my day-to-day messaging and, and they're both Arun D. Kumar and then Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm posting a bit more long-form written 
stuff, announcing various business moves and personal life stuff. And that's just Arun Kumar. It's super easy to find me there. There's only three people in the world with my name. And uh, Dan, how about you? I am uh, Dan LaRue on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, it's where, you know, you can probably get the best contact with me. Instagram is Dan underscore LaRue and TikTok. I am DLaRue95, but I'm just a lurker there. So Not I probably won't to talk see. to you there. Yeah. yeah. And just a reminder again, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can keep up with what we're doing here, whichever platform you use. And also leave a review or we're loving feedback coming in, view counts going up or listen count. And, and it's exciting to watch this little community of driven folks grow and practice the driven mindset and really become even more valuable members of society in doing so. So we're grateful that you all are here. So until next time, this has been Arun Dan. We appreciate you listening. Stay driven. Stay driven.